Hello and welcome to 60 Minutes with I'm Chris and I'm here to introduce you to a new series of Spotlight shows. Back in 2012 I joined my first ever podcast called The Same Coin. It was a video game podcast and the person who started it was called Dits. Uh, ben asked me to join and I was very honoured uh, to say the least and I had a few doubts I'll be honest because I didn't know what a podcast was I'd never done a podcast and my wife was about eight months pregnant with our first child so as you can imagine uh, that I was thinking can I do this should I do this but I'm glad I did and I, I never looked back and it was the most amazing five years uh, I've laughed so much recording the same coin and uh, it led me on to other things such as 60 minutes with so about a year or so into recording the same coin, Ben and I decided that we wanted to branch off a little bit and record a series of movie shows. So that's exactly what we did. And uh, we had a really good time recording them. We laughed, cried, you name it. We've gone through every emotion talking about some of our favourite movies, uh, some of our not so favourite movies. Uh, but it was always a good laugh and we loved recording them and I can't believe it was so long ago that we did them well anyway I thought because they're kind of timeless um, there's no time stamp on them as such we might mention the same coin well we, we will mention the same coin but that uh, show finished about a year ago um, but I thought that it was good uh, as good as time as any to reintroduce them to a whole new audience that will hopefully love them as much as we loved recording them. So every couple of weeks, maybe every month, there's going to be a new Spotlight show. And the very first one is The Best of the Best from 1989, starring James Earl Jones and Eric Roberts. An absolute classic. I'm sure you'll agree. <laughs> and uh, yeah, believe it or not, this was originally released in October 2013. Can't believe it was that long ago. Doesn't seem that long ago. Uh, just to put it into perspective, my daughter is now six and a half years old. So um, yeah, I hope you enjoy the movie shows. Please send us any comments. I'd love to hear from you to hear what you think. Um, there's a whole range of movies which I'm sure you're going to enjoy Ben and I talking about. Uh, send us any comments on Twitter at 60 Minutes With. Uh, please check out the website at um, www.60minuteswith.co.uk and please check out all the other amazing shows that we are currently releasing. There's the Clint cast with Ben and Dave, which is a brilliant show. Uh, there's the ABC of Gaming with myself, Adam and Ben. Uh, and Dave now, uh, which is fantastic. And you've got the Decade of Decadence with Tom and Dave. There's a, a running theme here. Dave does tend to get in on most of the shows. Um, and yeah, check out the website. It's awesome. I'm so proud of it. And thank you so much for listening to me. Without further ado, here is the first Spotlight movie show on Best of the Best with Ben and I. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. I say, I haven't pre prepared an intro particularly. I just thought I'd wing it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> We've done it enough any times yeah, anyway. Th fucking hell. In fact, I have to send like a couple of fucking girls. We've never done it before. <laughs> All right, okay. You got a beer? Yeah. I've got some coffee. I'll drink that instead. All right. Fucking tart. Mmm. Ah-ha-ha. Ah. Right. Ah. Let me just have a gargle. One second. Oh, yeah. Swallow my load. <laughs> Oh, my God.
to the same coin movie show hello and welcome i'm stabby from the same coin and joining me is mr ben ford oh hello chris how are you hello how are you hello are you now it's been a good day today so i thought yeah you're having great yeah yourself all great good yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I think the um, the perceptive amongst you, the sort of Poirots out there, you know, the junior detectives and all that kind of stuff, will have uh, recognised or noticed that I didn't actually say video games in our little intro. And it's just me and Ben. It's quite intimate, me, just me, me and you, isn't it, as well, I think? It is. Uh, probably the, you know, yeah, I mean, I love the, I like the sound of that. It wouldn't be the first time we've been together, in bed together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true but yeah. um you know we thought we'd record our sort of just ourselves as well and talking about movies instead of video games and i have to say that um this kind of has, has taken shape um quite quickly over the past couple of weeks and and i'll say from the off that if it all goes tits up and it sounds bollocks and it is bollocks um i'm gonna blame howard or welsh benno on twitter it's all your fault mate because this was really your idea. You kind of, he sent me, just to explain, he sent me um, a DM just to go pull the curtain back a little bit, go behind the magic and see all this kind of words. And uh, so he sent me a, a DM saying, you know what, you guys would be great talking about movies as well as uh, video games. Because, you, you know, I love you and all that and I'd love to suck your cock and I think you're brilliant. And he didn't actually say all that. He did say, though, that um, he would like to listen to us doing a movie show. And I thought, Oh, okay, that sounds interesting. I love movies. I love movies probably as much as I love video games. I've probably been watching films for longer than I've been playing games, or probably about the same time. So, um, yeah, I've watched all sorts of shit. And um, Whereas I know just about as much about movies as I do about video games. <laughs> which is probably fuck all. Fuck <laughs> all! Um, and obviously being, you know, just me and you, we, we tend to get into it a little bit, I think, on the, on the show, on the the, the video game show um you know not in a nasty way we never fall out there's no egos amongst us or, or anything like that is there i mean we did invite dits along but he's too busy with all his baby shit all that kind yeah. of stuff. literally baby shit um so but no he might appear every now and then and matt he might come along because we're doing this on a different day as well so uh, so yeah and maybe special guests along the way as well you know you never know you never know. Might get, you know, they'll get some Hollywood stars on, that sort of thing. Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if, if 80s Picture House can do it, then I suppose any fucker can do it, really, can't they? knows how they do it, seriously. No idea. But yeah. I, I, I say to those guys as well, and anybody else who does a movie show, that when we are no threat to you. Uh, we are literally no threat to you. This is it's just a bit of, I guess, a bit of fun for us, for our own amusement, and if people come along for the ride. Very much like the same coin video game show, isn't it? It's like... Uh, that we enjoy monday nights monday nights for me um when we do the show are very much just a case of okay i'm not even doing a show essentially i'm meeting up with ben and i'm meeting up with dits and we're just going to talk about stuff you, you forget the mics are there in the end you actually literally think you're just sitting around a table or something or just having a chat or a beer or whatever and just, yeah yeah just talking stuff just talking about you know we're not people who can actually analyze the you know was it the minutai is that the word all <laughs> <laughs> the things we can't do that but it's you know for as much as you know, we get for as, for as much as I like to think I know nothing and I do know nothing. Well, in reality, we both have good opinions oh, on gaming and movies as well. I think my forte is probably going to be some older stuff because, much like video games, I'm sort of a bit more 
old style retro maybe if that's what you want to say but i i think this is probably a way in to actually get me to watch some more modern films perhaps yeah definitely there's some classics out there which uh I don't think you you've seen a lot of them because you're an ignorant shit, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Old is best. It's better. No, and then, watch the original. Watch the Spider-Man show from the seventies. <laughs> it's better than that new shit they show. <laughs> right, that's going to be a pick. Which comes on to, I guess, that's that's a nice segue. That is Ben. Well done. It's almost as if that was prepared. Wasn't prepared. <laughs> Wasn't prepared at all. But um, I guess there are, there are a couple of things that were going to maybe set us apart from other shows. I mean, some shows might do this, but I haven't listened to them. And if I haven't listened to them, the shit. Um, so <laughs> no. Um, the things that we're going to do to sort of like select our films, I should say that we are going to be. Um, from any decade, any era, we're going to just watch any film. There's, there's no. Um, that's why I said to the '80s picture house, there's, there's, we're not just going to focus on '80s films, even though our first film is from the '80s. And I think possibly, possibly the second. Possibly the second. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so there's that, and also the, the films that we're going to be chatting about are going to be available on Netflix, either the UK or the US version. And let me just say to you now that as it stood. Uh, before we did this um, I only had access to the U- UK version um, but if people out there either live in the US or the UK and they haven't got access to those sites vice versa it's a piece of piece to set it up just check out on the internet how do I access US Netflix or vice versa if I can do it anybody can do it and you've done that even, as well, even me yeah yeah even Ben can do it fucking yeah, hell exactly. Christ <laughs> Anyway, so that's it. I guess that's just a nice sort of link, intro to the show. We won't be doing that every week. We're not going to let you know explain the fucking format every week. Every week, are we? Christ's no. sake! We can expect people to ca- you know catch up and play along with us, aren't we? So um, yeah, that's that's it. Um, so what do we do next then, Ben? I suppose we should sort of tell everybody what our first film is going to be. Oh, I think we should. Mm. Well, our first film is from 1989. Uh, it was directed by Robert Radler, and it is Best of the Best. Oh, yes! <laughs> and um, this was my pick. Um, I, I must admit, because I, I just recently signed up to Netflix and I noticed that this was on the uh, the store, the UK store, I should point out, and I've seen this film loads of times as a kid, um, and I thought, you know what? If we're going to do a movie show why not go with this? Because it'll be good to revisit it and see what I actually think of it. Um, you know, because I haven't seen it for a few years and all that kind of stuff. Have you seen this film, Ben? I've seen it loads of times. Uh, not. I thought, when you picked it, I thought to myself, yeah, I've seen this loads of times. And I have, but I don't think I'd seen it probably for a couple of years. It's one of those ones I just sort of stick on every now and again. But a bit later on, I'll explain the bits that I probably do watch a little bit more often than the other bits. Because as a kid, I literally had it on all the time. I mean, martial arts, for me, is one of my favourite genres in films. You're a big Bruce Lee fan, aren't you? Uh, Well, nothing comes close to Bruce Lee, in fact, in my opinion. You know, and it is just my opinion, and I do appreciate there's lots of other stars out there who are pretty incredible. But I think just considering his background and uh, the era as well, sort of the late 60s, early 70s, I think that nothing really comes close to him. He was, you know, I'm not, I'm not alone in that, you know, idea. He is wonderful. But yeah, I think it's all of everything growing up in the 80s. I loved all the Chuck Norris films, and um, yeah, um, 
just anybody you know anyone who's willing to do martial arts in movies for me is always a bit of a draw and and obviously 1989 i would have been a well 13 years old so i was well into all of that sort of thing oh yeah because you're the same age as me we're both 37 aren't we so 25 mate <laughs> <laughs> you bastard you caught me out then i know yeah. so are you as hard as bruce lee because you're pretty pretty hard guy in you down there yeah but not <laughs> Not on the not on the streets, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, he was pretty special, Bruce Lee. But we're not talking about Bruce Lee in this no, episode. We're, not. we're talking about the best of the best. So uh, should we play the trailer? and Just quickly before you do that, though, I would like just to also stress of how we're going to pick our films each week. Oh, of course. I forgot about that. Well done. Mm. Pull me up. Go on. Pull you off or up? <laughs> <laughs> Both. Uh, the, the rules are, which which makes it actually even more interesting, is that, that there has to for the next pick. So we're going to alternate our picks, obviously. And for the next pick, it will be that would have to have some sort of link to the film you've seen that week, which sounds simple, uh, but it's not actually that simple. But and, and also because we're just doing Netflix as well, it probably makes it slightly harder as well. Um, but what we're going to do, it could be obviously director related or soundtrack related or obviously actor or producer. So it's interesting because my idea, I mean, this film's from 1989 and it's nice to think, oh, where are we going to go from here? You know, what route are we going to take? And, you know, if it's Stabby's choice this week, he won't know until the end of the show what I've actually picked and vice versa. So it, I think it will actually manage to eventually open up quite a, an eclectic list of movies you know? oh, definitely it'll be some films that i've never seen before and guess some films that you've never seen before and so yeah and I, sh- I should stress again the same coin video game show is our home we're not going anywhere that we're not branching off and doing our own thing this is just an extension of that you know this is we... expanding the brand <laughs> you sound like a right tosser <laughs> yeah i did as well i think i suppose we could uh Perhaps start looking at T-shirts and mugs and things like that. Maybe soon. Maybe a bit of advertising. Or I think so. Yeah, good. So anyway. So anyway, shall we? Uh, shall we have a little listen to the trailer? So get people into the mood. Oh, yes. Bring it on. A team is not a team if you don't give a damn about one another. You're number one or number two. Trust dead. Mom, I gotta go. What does it take to turn five uncontrollable characters into one unbeatable team? Even with my help, it would be difficult, if not nearly impossible, to defeat a team from Korea. I'm afraid. You need this fight bad. You need this fight by you and me. I'm here to teach you how to win. Winning isn't a sometime. Winning is an all-time thing. This is the only thing I know I am good at. Don't take that away from me. You can work. You can sweat. You can train. You can dream and never be better than good. But when the right people come together at the right moment, when they care almost as much about winning as they do about each other, they can become the best of the best.
Space. So that was the trailer. Pretty good trailer, I thought. Uh, you know, kind of like a nice mixture of the story and everything. Then you get the the rock track and everything else. The sort of the typical rock track, I guess, from the 80s that they they had to have. Um, you know, the Karate Kid's got its own rock track and Rocky, obviously, and all that kind of stuff. You know, the sort of when you see the people pumping up and doing the training montages and all that kind of. You got to you got to have the montage, didn't you? That's the that you know. And we'll get to that later on. Don't yeah. worry about that. So that was the trailer and. Um, Ben, do you want to tell us a little bit about the film? I should say that we are going to spoil the hell out of the film. We are going to spoil the hell out of every film that we talk about. We can't talk about a film and not have spoilers. So if you haven't seen this film, then what the fuck are you doing, um, first of all? But also, if you haven't seen the film, then if you want to stop, go away, watch the film, and then come back and listen. We're not going anywhere. Just press pause and then come back, and you can join in with our discussion. But if you have seen the film, then carry on it's it's going to be a good ride i think so I, what, what i was going to say is i mean i'm notoriously to, notoriously i can't say it oh yeah, good start notoriously <laughs> crap at actually explaining if i have to give like a synopsis of something i'm pretty terrible so what i'm going to do i'm going to down the i mean a lot of i have heard you every week on the same point you know exactly for the past 66 shows <laughs> yeah so I, I know exactly what you mean yeah so all right thanks mate yeah <laughs> so I, i'm gonna go down the route of actually just picking sort of a little bit of a synopsis out of wikipedia i mean most people do imdba you know imdb but now i'm gonna do it a little bit different i'm gonna read it verbatim you're a rebel aren't you yeah as time goes on i'll probably you know i'll actually use my own words and stuff yeah not but, steal things but let's just go with it ready go on Best of the Best is a 1989 American martial arts film directed by Bob Radler. It was produced by Philip... Is it? Do you call it Re or Ray? I'd say Re. Yeah. Re. It's spelled R-H-E-E. It is. Re. I think you're right. Philip Re. Re. Who also co-stars in the film. Okay. Right. The film also stars Eric Roberts, James L. Jones and Christopher Penn. Three actors who I actually quite like. The second two more so than the first. Oh. Right. The plot revolves around a team of American taekwondo. Quite, see, that, see, I saw this earlier. It says taekwondoing. Now I thought, mm, I don't seem right. I tried Googling that and it actually does not come up anywhere. So that's a made up word, I believe. But anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a team of American, American dudes who do taekwondo and all sorts. Okay? Well, one of them does. The others, well, yeah, the other ones, the others are a bit shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll get into that a bit later, actually. But, uh, I mean, one does it whilst wearing a cowboy hat, which is even better. <laughs> uh, facing a team of Koreans in a Taekwondo tournament. Several subplots pop up in the story. Moral conflicts, the power of the human spirit. I like, I like moral conflicts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should I have a wank or not? <laughs> See, I never have that question. That's never a question. It's always yes. <laughs> the power of the human spirit triumphing, triumphant thing, thing over adversity are some themes. Well, that's sort of the, yeah, that's sort of the, the, the small description of what it's all about. That's, uh, that's the gist of it, isn't it? So, it I mean, is... yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned some of the cast there. I've got to say that the, the cast for this film, I mean, let's face it. I mean, it, it's a, a, a kind of a... Well, I'll say it. it's it's a film about um, a martial arts tournament, for God's sake. You know, there were tons of these films in the 80s and 90s. Um, but you've got actors in it like James Earl Jones, Sally Kirkland, Chris Penn, um, Louise Fletcher. Do you know who Louise Fletcher is? Well, I must admit, I didn't until I sort of did a little bit of a search on her. For my, you yeah. did research? I, of course I do. 
I do research <laughs> not just this, but also the video game show. Okay. Well. I pretend I don't. I mean, I don't like jot you it just down. Pre- you, 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 you like, just it's it. all up in the brain. Okay. You know? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Stored there, little drawers here and there that I can just pull just out at access. any point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's not like a little hamster going around in a wheel then. That kind no. of thing. Right. The brain's a wonderful thing. It just stores all sorts. It's amazing. Okay. All right. Yep. Carry on. But funny enough about you mentioned the the cast there. See, the, the cast itself, I would say, is actually pretty good. It is very good. It doesn't translate so well. I mean, I'm jumping ahead here, but but production values of this film, uh, considering I think well, well I know it was um, released, I believe, in November 1989. Mm. So we're nearly hitting the 90s. But I think the trouble is with seeing films in the 90s as well is that I don't know whether you get the same thing. If you ever see a film that comes out, say, 1991, 92, it still looks fucking 80s, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. Clothing and all that sort of thing. But even so, considering the cast members, I felt that the actual... Looking back now, I'm not. I'm talking about from this point now. I've obviously watched it very recently. I've watched it in the last couple of days. It... Uh, whether it's Netflix, it's got a poor goddamn stream. But I think the actual... The way it looks is very... TV movie-ish. Yeah. Considering the actors, I thought, wow. I'm, I'm a... It's not how I remembered it at all. Yeah. Uh, I think, it. well, like you say, it hasn't had a great deal of cash thrown at it. But, I mean, like, let's say, let's just, let's just think, focus on the the actors in it a little bit. I mean, I've got to say as well, Eric, Eric Roberts, you know, he's he has been in some shit. But then he, he's kind of like, he's, his career seems to be going through a bit of a renaissance lately. I mean, he was in um, The Dark Knight recently. Which I haven't um, seen, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but he was in that. I mean, that's a massive film, you know, uh, and, and, and other films. But uh, so I've, I've got to say in this, he's, well, first of all, I think he's got nice hair. I, well, the mullet, it's like, a, it's almost a mullet, isn't it? It's like a, a mullet with a bit of extra hair on top. Yeah, because it kind of dangles down his face. He's a buff motherfucker, isn't he? he? In this film, he is. Definitely. I mean, some of the stuff he's doing, like he's training and all that kind of stuff, but he is quite uh, a buff guy. They all, they are. Well, actually, Travis, it looks like he's wearing a girdle. Sorry, I should explain. Uh, Chris Penn, he plays this cowboy dude. Um, and it, I'll be honest with you, it looks like he stepped right out of Footloose, his character. Well, hold he's... on. My problem here with, with, I mean, Chris Penn, I absolutely adore. Always have done. In fact, I really like him. In... Have you ever seen the Eastwood film Pale Rider? No, that's one I haven't seen. Of course, that's uh, I don't say of course, but that is actually a, I can't believe I've seen that. How the hell? <laughs> I, was I can't believe you haven't seen the Dark Knight. Uh, that's all new bullshit, isn't it? But <laughs> this is from 1985, my friend. All right, and with it being Eastwood, I mean I'm a massive Eastwood fan, and uh, obviously a Western fan as well. But I, but I remember I've seen that a million times. I had, in fact, when I was trying to look to get a link to think, oh, how can I get this? I'm, I was desperately searching and hoping that Power Rider was on Netflix. Was it? No. Gutted. But in that, obviously, he's a cowboy. So it reminds me more of that because this is like four years later, you know, and he was a proper cowboy in that film. But Footloose, of course. Yeah, I mean, he come from Footloose. I mean, uh, it's not bad that I say I really like that film. Is that a bad thing? But no, I, I really like it as well. It's, it's, it's 80s cheese, but it's good. But I always think of Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts, for me, is in fact always... Uh, it's bad because you mentioned a couple of good films there that I haven't seen, but I always think he was the not-so-talented brother... Oh, yeah, well, Julia Roberts has gone on to be, well, massive, hasn't she, you know? Would he have been bigger back then, in 1989? Um, p- 
possibly a pretty woman i think was 1990 so yeah. i mean that was really what launched her career i think uh wasn't it P- pretty woman um, I mean, he does look like her in drag doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> or she looks like him in drag so you know i've got visions of him going down on fucking richard gear oh yeah like pulling his wig off going surprise <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Eric Roberts, um, he plays a character called Alex Grady, and uh, he's got a son. Hey, great name. It is a good name. I have yeah. to say. It's a strong name, isn't it? Um, but he's got a son. He's a single dad, and um, he's got a son called Walter. Now the first thing I'd say is, who calls the fucking kid? Walter? <laughs> yeah, but when you watch the acting as well as the how he says his name, it's like oh, Walter. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't, you can't put it across. It's like, Walter. No. <laughs> can't talk and this is my thing this is right you you must carry on with the rest of the cast obviously but i i think by the end of this this review you know right by the end of this i'll be saying i don't think he's a good actor really i think there's there's moments in the film that kind of he's a good fighter and uh, i think he's a shit fighter but he's a good no 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 no, no. comparing it to the other apart from tommy you need to actually explain i mean i I think he comes across that he loves walter i mean they start off like you kind of see him uh teaching him how to ride a bike um it's kind of cheesy do you know what i mean but it's kind of nice and and we'll come on to a bit later on you know his acting skills come across i think anyway and then like um nurse ratchet who's uh louise fletcher have you seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest yes don't act so surprised. I was just checking. No, I mean, yes, because, yeah, I have, and I don't remember any of it. She was the nurse. <laughs> she won an Oscar for her performance, yeah. In... Really? The trouble is, um, Stabby, is that I've been frantically looking for new films to pick for next week. Oh, sorry, in a couple of weeks' time or whatever. And none of these films are coming up, okay. you know? That's the thing. So that, that is the problem, yeah. But but anyway, she plays his. his I must admit, she was his mom, and I thought, gosh, she's a bit of a nagging bitch because he kind of gets a letter, doesn't he, to say, come along, try it for this tournament to sort of like see whether we'll pick you. And she's like, oh, you could get paralysed. You've got a, yeah, you've got a, a bad a, shoulder. You've got a bad shoulder. And he's like, oh. But... And he's like, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> he does he's like no that. It's all I know for was that. <laughs> so yeah great acting that yeah. is true oh man anyway he does well you know he, he has been accused of overacting in the past but anyway i kind of bought into it so but, and then you got um philip Bree, who you mentioned oh yeah who's a great martial artist and oh, I think it, it, oh. it really does show you know in this film and uh he's a martial arts teacher and he's, he's teaching kids how to fight and everything and you can tell he's a really nice guy because he breaks up a fight between the kids and he he says you know be the best friends be the best of friends all this kind of stuff yeah. um but as i say he's got real skill the others are a bit shit the other well, people and, and interestingly for me i was wondering this about with eric roberts because i think he pulled it off okay he, he's the best of the he's the best of, and also but then having said that i mean he would have been the starring i think he was pushed forward as being the main star of well this yeah his face is on sort of like the video cover and his, and his lovely pecs yeah <laughs> yeah Jommy, he's quite a buff, isn't he? Yeah, you keep going about his. I'm thinking, I'm I like buffness like that. I like that. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, anyway, and then you got Chris Penn, who've mentioned, who's like this cowboy. He's like a basic kind of a redneck racist arsehole. And because like Tommy's, uh, is Tommy 
Chinese, is he? Or... Well, he's... well, he's obviously American, but he's from Chinese dis- descent, I believe. Yeah. Okay, right. yeah, and he's basically he's doing all sorts of different things to him, like taking the piss, sort of like doing the hi 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 sort of something. Which, you know? it, it was it was comedy relief, wasn't it? I think that that was his position of the film. I yeah, think. I guess because at one point he does get quite tense between the two of them, and Tommy takes the piss out of him, and everybody breaks out laughing and all this kind of stuff. And he's he's taking the piss out of um, his accent, and he's really kind of. A, obnoxious to the, to the others as well and and uh, he oh, there's a bit in this in the film where he's standing in a bar and he's basically he's the kind of guy he asks this girl who's going to the the, the ladies you know are you going for a number one or a number two which i thought was quite amusing uh so yeah he's quite a, a bit of an asshole and then you've got sunny um who is uh this kind of a typical italian stereotype he, he plays him he, that's the, what he always says in it oh i'm italian you know kind of thing he listens yeah, yeah. to prayer and all this kind of stuff and him and Virgil, who's like this Buddhist dude, but he's quite funny at the same time. They're kind of side characters, aren't they? Really? Yeah, and I think we, we, what they've tried to do is get like as many different types of characters in, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like you could. It's like you know the the people at polar opposites, if you like. Say so you've got the race, your racist redneck dickhead. Then you've got the yeah. family man. Then you've got the 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 martial artist with a troubled past. And then you've got the Buddhist. And then you've got the the, the Italian guy. And it's kind of like you know, it's kind of a bit, you know. But it's very eighties this in the sense that the whole I mean because like Rocky did it didn't he with like East versus West like well West versus yeah. East that sort of thing. It's the, that 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 happened quite a lot back in the eighties, didn't it? This whole idea of conflict between different nations and with it being career as well i think it's quite a big subject subject even now you know it's as if well more so more so, like more so now yeah but so, um yeah. yeah and you got james Earl jones obviously you know darth vader um yeah. and uh, you know he plays today got in that suit though <laughs> Uh, amongst other things, of course. But yeah, he plays the coach, um, coach uh, Frank Cuso. Uh, and I've got to say, he kind of gives the, the film some like, gravitas. You know, he really does kind of like uh, come across as a, a, obviously a really talented actor. Um, but he's a mean son of a bitch in this film. But he's a shouter, isn't he? He does shout a lot, but he has he has got a reason for being quite mean. I and mean, he kind of lets his guard down at the end. Um, obviously, Sally Kirkland, uh, she's in it. Um, and she plays um, Wade, this, this um, kind of, she's zen master would you say it's all about the mind rather than the the power and everything else and also holds a belt let's not forget to add oh yeah she's pretty tough i mean she's quite authority she's pretty tough but we don't actually see her doing anything i don't know you, than... you see her break some bricks well well that, that's a bit of the part of the film actually that i thought was really odd because they actually had no training at that point did they there it's like yeah she did it we never saw anyone else attempt that until the final fight mm. you know, it's, it's weird anyway we get back in that like, yeah but i mean yeah, yeah. she she adds i only say she, she's quite calming but i gotta say as well i mean i'm not sure how old she would have been i mean you put a picture up on twitter of her recently oh dear and uh well let's just say she hasn't um age like fine wine uh, but in this film i gotta say oh, i thought she was quite fit especially as like you say a 13 year old boy i mean the right. first shot one of the first shots of her is kind of like you see her legs walking and but it, right but interestingly i presume they were going to bring it into the film for some sort of love thing who, who going with on. with anyone chris anything. penn well, not with him, because he fucking hates everybody. I, mean, <laughs> no, just with, like, I would have thought Eric Roberts, they could have had like a happy ending all, all together. Oh, you know, a bit him. old for him, though, isn't she? 
I just yeah, but back then, I just, no, no, hold on a minute. Well, that, that, do you know what? When I was, like, like you say, a 13-year-old, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, she's fit. I probably spanked off a couple of times <laughs> over her, right? <laughs> right? But at the time, I would just presume that she was a similar age to those guys. But in fact, she wasn't. She was a good 15, 16 years older than, say, Eric Roberts. Because he was about 33 in this film. I'd say that she was at least 50. When... She, well, she's 71 now. Right. So she was 40. Eight forty-seven. Oh, so not far off then. But and he was thirty-three, so that's not like, you know. I mean, I'm thirty-seven. I'd probably go for a fifty-year-old. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh. But anyway, she's quite fit. And um, so they have these trials, and um, so th- th- they all fight different people, and it's kind of like the coach is watching. He's got his assistant there, and. Basically, then they pick five fighters to, 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 to represent the USA and go and fight Korea in this tournament. Now, they pick them individually. And I'll say right now, I mean, the last person to get picked is um, is Alex. He was sitting there watching it thinking, oh, will he get picked? Is... Will he get picked? And of course, we, <laughs> we know as the viewer, he's going to be back picked. Yeah, yeah. But his whole poor, poor little face when it's sort of looking down. Oh, I'm the man with the gammy shoulder. I'm not going to get picked. <laughs> But he was, though. You can see it. And also, to be fair, it was because he had a big injury, wasn't it, three years prior? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And but... he wouldn't get picked, would he? You wouldn't have thought so. But the thing that did me was, right, the first person who gets picked is, is fucking Travis. And he's, he's, already... he's the shittest of the lot of them. But no, but hold on. What's he fights dirty. He loses Stop. his first fight. He, he kicks somebody when they're bowing. And in fact, when they're all sitting there, you know, you actually have it all in front. You see them sitting there. You could see there were some hard-ass dudes sitting there, like proper, wouldn't they? You, you could just tell there were probably, there were probably extras, yeah, granted. But when you actually see some of the actual, like, the fighting going on in the background, you could see people actually fighting who had skills. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah? So, whereas Travis just, you know, at every opportunity carried on wearing his hat, his cowboy hat, and kicked off in front of, bear in mind that, what's his name, Coach? What's his name, Coach? Frank Cuso. Right, right. He doesn't like anybody disobeying rules, blah, blah, blah. But he saw him boot this chair past him sort of thing. And he still picks him. Yeah. That made no sense. It's kind of like, I suppose he's like the big dude out there. Like, he's the powerhouse, isn't he? It's like the others are quite slight uh, to a certain extent. He does say something. He does. I can't remember what he says. He says he's got potential or something. I can't remember. There's something yeah. He says. Because the guy, who's the little dude next to him? Like, the guy does all the computer thing, working out all... He's got all the stats. Oh, his, his name's Don Peterson. The guy who plays him is Tom Everett. Right. Uh, he's got all the stats, hasn't he, on his computer, which I was trying to work out, me being a bit of a computer nerd, sort of trying to work out what computer it was, because this was 989, but... It's on yeah. floppy disks and... Uh, yeah, but I couldn't work out which one it was. Um, it, in fact, the computer itself, it wasn't like an Amiga, was it, or anything like that? But it was, mm, no, I wouldn't have thought so. It like looked like a BBC, but it couldn't have been. This was 1989, for Christ's sake, yeah? Yeah. But no, but he'd done all the stats thing, but he did sort of say something to him and on the lines of, yes, but I like him. He's got potential. You know, in his dance. <laughs> something like that. I can't what it was. But I'm at the time thought, that's bullshit. He's a blatant, a blatant racist. He's just a dickhead. You want, the... you, want, you want him in the team? If you read the synopsis of this movie, when it mentions like racism and all of that, I would would have thought it meant between the two nations not yeah. actually amongst themselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so we'll come to that in a little bit but so anyway they all get picked and they're all happy and then the coach brings them in and basically says right for the next three months you're mine you do everything i say and if you don't 
you're out of here kind of thing. That's it. There's no, there's no in between. There's, there's no anything at all. It's basically your ass is mine. So go out tonight and do whatever you want and get it out of your system because that's it. So they go to this bar. It reminds me of like really all those '80s films because like they did it in Bloodsport, didn't they? Do you remember where they go to the bar beforehand? Which he was setting him up to do that. This is like basically sending them out to have a fucking fight. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So yeah. like, it's it's like okay. So we need to uh, we need to add this scene in here. We need to show them that they are quite badass, but they're quite rough. You know, rough diamonds, all this kind of stuff. So uh, anyway, um, they're in the bar. And Sonny, he's already pissed off somebody because he's playing pool against this redneck dude and he beats him. And she, he, like, he, the, the redneck dude's girlfriend's sort of like in the background. And She's a fucking slapper as well. She is a slapper, but I'd, I'd go no, for it. No, I definitely would. But it's like, if that was my missus doing that. And She's... also, some bloke walks up behind me and I'm on the pool table. I fucking know about it. Exactly. He was oblivious. He walks up to him. And, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, so anyway, Tra- Travis is giving her the eye and all this, that and the other. And he's kind of like, you know, doing that whole thing. He's going to give her the wink. And she's sort of like wrapping, chewing on around a finger, which is like really sexy, of course, isn't it? <laughs> and then um, it's sort of like she walks over to him and she goes, do you want to dance? And he's like, oh, yeah, go right. So anyway. Oh, she... Fucking footloose. Of course I want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, he doesn't. They're not doing any dance moves or anything like that. However, now, right, they're dancing and he's he's feeling her up, right? He, but he isn't. He hasn't just got his hand on her ass. He's got his hand right up her fucking ass. He's from. literally trying to like like get. It's like like a shovel, isn't it? Trying to shovel something. <laughs> He's checking her prostate, for Christ's sake, at one point. <laughs> and she goes, your ring's hurting me. And he goes, it's not my ring, it's my fucking wristwatch. <laughs> His hand is li- quite literally up her arse. I mean, I don't know they get away with that. Even in, even in the fact that, it's, I know they're actors, but it's like, really? Uh, and then she, she ki- they kiss, right? And he's chewing gum. And I'm just thinking to myself, you are the skankiest fucker there. Uh, and I mean, she's a slapper, but I mean, she's quite tasty. Quite a bit, though, to be yeah. fair. And anyway, so her boyfriend notices, finally. You know, I mean, what a fucking dickhead he must be. <laughs> He's more interested in playing pool, you know, or doing something like that. And he goes over, obviously confronts Travis. And um, Travis, like, kind of goads him a little bit. And he goes to punch Travis, and he ducks. And I'm not kidding you, he punches her right fully in the face, doesn't he? <laughs> He really does, yeah. It's not like a slap or anything like that. It's a proper fucking punch. And you like, you just, I know it's obviously not real, but he, he kind of, she sells it quite well. And and then basically, it, everybody gets into a bar fight. So, and then the, t- the coach walks in and he's watching it all. He's got a little smile on his face and this, that, and the other. And like, basically, before it all kicks off, Tommy kicks a cigarette out of this dude's mouth, which oh, is yeah. pretty impressive. Um, he just stands there, doesn't he? he proper high kick, quite. Like, Kind of thing, and the cigarette's gone, and uh, and he's moaning as well. He's like, "I don't want to fight," and yeah. and and then he just beats the shit out of about ten blokes, <laughs> which is hilarious. And also, all, all throughout this, you've got uh, um, Alex Grady on the phone chatting to Walter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's trying to talk. I think he's talking to his mother, and then wants to get Walter on the phone. Yeah, 
and it, it's that typical thing of where all of a sudden someone comes flying into the wall next to you you know it's it, it, it he goes i've got to go and then he sort of gets in you see actually as he walks out that little cubicle he does this sort of really weird punch to someone's face yeah it's like a, it, it's a bit like a clothesline kind of thing isn't it he sort of just catches this dude and then you know somebody gets kicked through a, a glass window and it reminds me of roadhouse yeah, yeah, that bit where um, Dalton goes to the, the bar yes. for the first time and they all yes. beat this, tried to beat And it all kicks off, then the whole place literally goes down. It's a whole big brawl. Yeah. And then, obviously, um, uh, I keep forgetting his name, but I know it's James L. Jones. He then in the end goes, that's enough, everybody. Right, does all that, which is a pretty similar to the other guy in Roadhouse who then says enough, that sort of thing. You know, it's uh, uh, This film seems to have taken a lot from those other films, even though I think Roadhouse came out the same, same year. Same year, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know, it's just... That, that, that's what we liked, I suppose, in the 80s. I think well, it's a, you can't beat a bar fight, can you, really? It's in a lot of films, isn't it? It's just, yeah. you know, because anything goes kind of thing, and it's kind of funny in places. Anyway, so anyway, so all of this is going on, and then they get this out of the system, and all this time, Tommy is harbouring a dark secret. Yes. Ooh. And and will it all come out? Ooh. So anyway... We go on to the, see the, the, the actual the Korean team at this point, you know, because obviously the Americans are being picked, the Koreans are now getting picked, and let's just say from the off, they are shit hard. They are fucking. Well, these are guys who are, yeah, they're they're rock hard. I mean, they are all of them martial artists. That none of them are just sort of there to. They are uh, in the same way that well, yeah, you're mentioning probably the cast members. I would I would think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, obviously Philip Ree, he's a martial artist, but these guys are proper hard dudes. They're, like, breaking, like, bits of wood, breaking baseball bats. Um, I'm but, his brother. Eh? I'm talking his brother. Oh, his brother, yeah, yeah, his brother. Sorry, um, Dayhan. We'll come on to him in a second. He plays... Uh, he's Simon, Simon Ree, so, yeah, he's um, Philip Ree's brother who plays Tommy, uh, which is... A bit of a coincidence, really, when it comes to the brother. We'll come to that in a second. So anyway, and th- yeah, they're sort of like getting hit by sticks and they're doing push-ups on the knuckles and they're jogging in knee-deep snow. They're chopping trees with their hands. They're meditating under freezing cold waterfalls. The US team get knackered by running about five miles and they can't even skip. And <laughs> no, no, yeah. Oh, they they're doing a few sit-ups and they're all fucked. It's like they've been smoking 30 a day or something Even like that. Even Tommy D looked like he was struggling. I thought, yeah, they're all ridiculous. sweating. I that's ridiculous. They're all sweating and everything else and they look really out of shape. I mean, yeah. you'll say, um, Chris Penn looks fucking out of shape anyway. But it's like, well... Even they're all like knackered, and and, and they're, like the Korean team, they they just think, oh, they're going to get killed. These guys are focused on winning. That's all they do, and it kind of gets explained to them, put into them, and everything else. And Catherine Wade does all this, and the coach and whatever. And then, and like you mentioned earlier on, there's that like kind of test your might moment where Wade shows that she's actually quite a badass, and she breaks these bricks. And and ooh, will that feature later on in the film? Ooh, who knows? Um, <laughs> but then it's like so. They go to this uh, classroom and they're shown who they're going to go and fight yeah. in, in the tournament. That reminded me of um, Enter the Dragon as well. Just, just. Do you remember when Bruce Lee was sort of sitting there being shown by the the British guy who was sort of showing them about? Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that sitting there. And in fact, I think it had like the sound effect going on in the background of like the the tape clicking over. It just reminded. I think a lot of bits were taken from a lot of famous films. Yeah. Not to be exactly the same, but to sort of have that feel of those movies. You know, it's. It. it I don't know. It's just. I, I think this movie nicks a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's what a lot of films. But the story do, is by. 
um, Philip Ree, isn't it? Oh, right. Ooh. Well, the story is, but then you see who... Right, so I suppose, how do we say this? The story is, but somebody wrote it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> in, other words, in other words, he had the plot as such. So somebody wrote it. Kind of his idea. So, yeah. like, you know, when people say... They've ri- like Wayne well. Rooney's written a book, which... <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean... But it's a ghostwriter kind of thing. Yeah, but obviously Philip Ree has actually produced these movies as well and then gone on to star in all other three um, sequels as well. So he's the producer of these films as okay. well. Okay. So yeah, they they're shown who they're going to fight, and they've all got badasses. And the last one that gets shown who they're going to fight, and they're watching the shop. They're watching videos of them, and they're saying, "Oh, these these guys are killers," you know, blah blah blah. And it's like it's the the guy who who's going to fight is called Dayhan, and that's... yeah, they're like he's thirty five. I'm sitting there thinking, "Oh fuck, you know, I'm thirty <laughs> seven. What have I done with my life?" <laughs> and he's like, um, you know, and and so. You can tell he's a bad guy because he's wearing an eye patch. Yeah, what was that all about? I don't know. It's just, uh, I guess, just to signify he is a bad guy, I guess. No, 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 it's never explained, is it? Because even in the flashbacks later, he's got the patch. He's got the patch. He's got, the, he's got, he's got manky eye, isn't he? He's, he's got a bad eye. So anyway, um, and this is where you find out that he actually killed Tommy's brother when he, when Tommy was a child and it was a previous tournament and I'm guessing his mom and dad were there watching and it's like all happy jokey and laughy kind of thing and he's waving to Tommy in the crowd and he's there with the cap on backwards and he's eating an ice cream and so this should never have dropped that ice cream well this is the start of the ice cream metaphors isn't it you see the ice cream <laughs> he gets Tommy's brother gets his head kicked off not literally but you know he's there he's kind of like you know prone and Dayhan says well fuck it I'm just going to kill him because it's a, it's not like blood sport it's a, this is a, a proper tournament isn't it but I'll, nobody's going to step in and stop me I'm just going to kill him and so it's not like the, you know he drops his ice cream and just and then this, this kind of like went through the film because he's having these flashbacks and stuff like that isn't he and just as his brother's head hits the floor the ice cream splats yeah so that timing is impeccable that was uh, yeah so that's the start of the ice cream metaphors they pop up a little bit later on in the film yeah. as well. so anyway the, then the, the US team they, 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 that's, this is the Training montage, and it's this is it's all sweaty men and rock tune, isn't it? And it's like, this is well, it. Yeah, sweaty buff for in in um, yeah in Tommy Lee's case and Alex Grady's, they are proper. They're doing all that stuff and they like, like lift up things and all of that. But you don't really see much from the other guys, do you? Not at all. I was going to say Chris Penn. The others have all got their shirts off, pretty much. Well, Eric Roberts has and uh, Philip Bree, and then. Um, Chris Penn, he's doing, he's sort of like he's sitting there with the with the weights and he's pushing it and you can tell he's straining. But he hasn't got his top off because he was a bit of yeah. a chunky chunky monkey, wasn't he? I think at that point. So, um, but and then there's at one point he's like again, he's Tommy's having all these conflicts and he's um, he's having flashbacks and he's like he's punching a bag wearing a red like kind of vinyl coat or something or a PVC <laughs> coat. It's a bit weird, isn't it? And he's like having these flashbacks and of his brother dying and everything. And and Alex comes in and consoles him and he says, "Oh, you need to sleep." And he's going, "Dayhorn's not going to sleep." And it's like you can imagine at that point they go off and have sex or something like that. Yeah, I get confused actually with timing now because obviously there there are those issues going on, and I'm still sure that nobody knew his issue at that point. Is that right? Yes, it's um, Tommy knows, Coach knows, and. It's like, so, yeah. But I don't get it. There's a bit, I'm, I might be, you have to explain this. I might be getting this totally wrong. But there is a point of where the video is being watched by a coach, all mm. right? 
with the guy, and he, he's talking as if it's the first time he's ever seen the damn thing. He's as, as if he's sort of going, oh, this is why it's all a problem. And yet, later on in the film, he then says he was there that day and he was coaching the same team. Exactly. And that just shows yeah. what kind of fucked up bloke coach he is, because he pits the Tommy against the guy who killed his brother. Yes, but he was uh, earlier on in the film, at this point, uh, acting as if he didn't know. Mm, that is probably a bit of a plot hole, I guess. There are probably potholes and also editing, editing holes in this film. Seriously, some hilarious bits as time goes on. Like, uh, I mean, where are we up to? Are we up? So to anyway, the, the US team, they're, they're getting their shit together and they're starting to improve. But then disaster strikes yes. and Walter, <laughs> he gets run over. And this, this happened very quickly. It was. It was kind of like, I suppose they've got to throw something. They can't just send them off, you know, because like now they're rock hard, aren't they? They're sort of like they're built built up. They're as good as the Koreans or as good as. And it's like, well, they've got to throw in some kind of drama. What was it you said earlier on? Personal conflict or what was it? Yeah, it was all like, yeah, subplots of uh, like moral conflict. Moral yeah. conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. So but, that... but the point I'm trying to make there is that you've got, the, the, right, this is an issue that's happened. He's now, I mean, like any person who is a parent... You would, you know, unless you're a fucking ass, you would actually, at this point, you would go for your son or your child. That's what you would do. And this is what's happened. So what's happened to him, Stabby? He's been run over. Yeah? He's, been, he's been run over, yeah. Right. He's, he's in bad shape. And according... Oh, hold on, it's made out that he's actually in a bad shape. Well, according, this... according to um, Alex, he's gonna, he might lose a leg at well, this point. Or die or whatever. It's something so severe. Uh, this all plays out in probably about 30 seconds worth. Right, he <laughs> does, or like sixty seconds of where he fucking kicks off in, in the way that he kicks off Alex. In the, I mean, seriously, the, the coach kicks him out of the place. Goes, you, you uh, I don't know any words here, but it's literally if you go, you can't come back. That sort of thing. And he obviously goes and visits. And he's got that scene of him sitting around the hospital bed because very quickly it then becomes known that originally it's like, oh, he he could die. Something's happened. Then it's he could lose a leg. Up. Uh, He's going to be fine, but he's now in a coma. That sort of thing. Yeah. This all happens over about sixty seconds of film. You got to think, what kind of fucked up doctors are treating him? Because like, what? He's going to lose his leg at one point. Oh no, his legs are alright. He's, he's in. A, it's going to be in a cast for six weeks, but he'll be fine. Oh man, he's in a coma. Walter, yes. Walter. <laughs> and he's, and then, right, right. See, I'm getting confused now of the, the the problems with Tommy Lee because at a similar time to this. He fucks off on a bike. Well, this yeah, this happens slightly after. So Walter, who's fucked up, he's potentially going to lose a leg. He's in a coma. Uh, Roberts goes back. He's 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 all the grief and anguish and everything else, and he's crying, Walter. <laughs> and he's sort of like he goes there, and you know, within like you say, the space of <clears throat> two minutes, the space of about two minutes. Yeah. He's fine. Oh, excuse me, I'm losing my voice. I'm getting all emotional. He's absolutely fine, isn't he? And, and it's like he wakes up and he goes back to the coach and everyone else and they're doing their bit of training and everything else. And, and he begs him to come back. And he goes, don't take this away from me. And he's sort of doing all these emotional shit. Right, this is where the timing thing starts going a bit odd because he, he, he at that point then leaves the room of where they're training, yes? Because he and... says, the coach says, that's it now. You, you went, you've got your priorities all wrong. Instead yeah, right, of... But... Okay, brilliant. So just answer me this question, please. Go on, go on. Right. right, he gets rid of Alex Grady. The yes. Coach, right. Uh, shortly, he's going to soon. Uh, right, shortly, Tommy Lee is going to fuck off because he can't cope with anything in life. He's going to be left with three asses on the American he team. He did lose his brother. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that, but I meant. Uh, no. Yeah, but he already knew that before he went into the tournament. Did you see, before he went up for it? 
Okay. He would have already known at some point that was his name Dan High, was it High Dan? Dayhan. Dayhan. He knew he was going to be in this tournament. He put himself in this position, Tommy Lee. All right. What I'm trying to say is, at, at which point did Coach Grauzo, whoever it is, what is it? I can't remember. Kuzo. Kuzo. Oh, I, I can't remember that. <laughs> did he think he was going to take a team of three people to go and fight the Koreans? It made no sense to say you cannot come back and join the team. It made no sense. There was no one to make the replacements. Yeah, I guess for the purposes of drama, they had to no, have that. No, no, but I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we're going to send the three shittest fighters <laughs> to fight yeah. these five fucking killers from right, Korea. And timing wise, I'm really fucking digging into this film, but timing. So in the meantime, why? Actually, I can't remember. Why does Tommy jump on his bike? Right. So. Tommy is pulling his punches in training, okay? And Coach is really pushing his buttons. Ah, which, sorry, which is taken from another Bruce Lee film. Oh, really? Which film's with that? The guy standing with the bag would be, um, oh, shit, uh, Way of the Dragon. Oh, all right, okay. So in that scene, you've got Bruce Lee out the back, who is sort of doing a few kicks with the guy against the bag, and then then does that same thing which Tommy Lee does, by the way. And, you know, they, they take the shot of looking down at his feet and he twists them slightly. Yeah, he does that stance. That kick. He's basically doing the Bruce Lee thing. Yeah? Okay, right. Because he's got this super kick, isn't he? He's pulling these punches, and Virgil's holding this bag, this pad, isn't he? And they're, like, measuring it and everything. Doing that over-the-top gulping thing. It's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, he's sort of... Kind of thing. <laughs> he's like, he's going to kick the pad. He's got, he's yeah. like, and then, and like the, because the, the techie guy, Don, he's kind of measuring the, the speed of the kicks and he's like, 58 miles per hour? What the fuck? You're pulling your punches and this, that, and the other. It's a bit like taking the punches from Rocky Four, wasn't it? That's know? it, yeah, yeah. So, like you say, they take loads of bits out of different films yeah. and stuff like that. So, anyway, um, he, he says, you know, do you think Dayhan's going to do this? And he's, and so anyway, like you say, he's like, he really goes for it and he does his super kick and it's like 153 miles per hour or something. And he, you can tell it breaks the computer. It literally breaks yes. the computer because it's like, it's such a hard kick. Yeah. And Virgil's holding this pad and he gets knocked, knocked flying out. and he gets knocked out. And it, at that point, it just made me think, you know what, Virgil, you might as well not even bother going to the tournament. <laughs> you are going to get your ass Because you are just going to get whipped. You know, you're just there for filler. Just, don't even bother going. You'll save yourself all the trouble. Save them an airplane ticket. Just default on that one. So anyway, so yeah, Tommy quits. And then Alex kind of like goes, well, why are you going? You know, you're the best fighter. And he says, well, Dayhan, kill my brother. And it's like, I think it's quite an emotional scene between the two of them. I'm afraid. So Tommy does this thing, doesn't he? He goes, ah. he, he beats his chest, doesn't he? So he goes, yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. You see, I'm, je- I'm actually taking a piss about all the emotional side of it all. I, I remember I, as a kid, I won't spoil it, but right at the end, I get fucking emotional. I get charmed with this film. And even now, watching it, I'm sitting there with my wife. She wasn't interested in any tiny bit of this goddamn film, but she happened to walk in whilst I'm watching the last bit. <laughs> You're I'm blubbing. Here, I'm telling you, every time this film I tell, gets Dude, I, tell, I, I buy into this film so much. I know yeah. we're taking the piss out of it, but as I jumping ahead, yep. the... the the fight, oh man, let's, well, let's just, let's oh, just clear this up. So anyway, Wade confronts um, uh, the coach about Tommy and he, and then she finds out and he's like, oh, you're fucking mental, you know, you're putting him against his, the guy who killed his brother and this, that and the other. And he's like, you go, he, this is where you find out that the reason why coach is such a hard bastard because he wasn't pu- pu- pushing the team that he was coaching before and that's why it resulted in, in uh, Tommy's brother's death. Yeah. And, and it, that's why he's such a tough son of a bitch now and he says, oh, I've been carrying this guilt around with me. For years. You'd still think he'd remember that at the point when he was watching that video, wouldn't you? 
Exactly. <laughs> and not pretend that it's the first time we'd seen that film. Footage. And also, who the fuck filmed that? It was in black and white for a start. Who actually filmed that footage back in the day? That was you probably know? Don, wasn't it? Because he was a quite a techie guy. That, uh... Oh, I suppose so. No, I don't know. So, and it never sat with me, actually. The whole point about um, Tommy Lee being the younger brother. When I was a kid, I remember at the time thinking, this is really odd. Because, in fact, him and um, Simon Ree, who plays... Uh, help me, Stabby. Dayhan. Dayhan. Oh, I will remember that. <laughs> They're only about two or three years in it in real life. So that never really mixed with me very well, the fact that he was this young kid when Dayhan beat his older brother because they were actually very, very similar ages. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No? Didn't bother you? No, no. no I, I, yeah, I, did. I don't know. I, kind of, I guess they kind of... Because they showed Dayhan uh, <clears throat> when he was um, fighting when he was younger... Uh, Hold on, he's 30. He hadn't got his little goatee beard, had he? No, 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 but he's 35 in current times, yeah, in the movie. So if he was fighting his, uh, Tommy Lee's older brother, he would have had to have been of some sort of like a teenage, let's say late teens, yeah? Mm. Whereas Tommy Lee is actually 29 or whatever, so he would never have been that young. Does that... Yeah, I, yeah, I know. It's one of those things, isn't it? You know, it's like that. Why do they have like I don't know, um, the, the guy from High School Musical sort of like playing a a boy in high school when he's not. Or no, in fact, you're right because in fact, if you look <clears throat> face to face, they do look different ages, like a lot different, more than just three years. Don't I think. They? Yeah, I think Philip um, Ree looks younger than. Dayhan, he's or Simon Ree, you know, he's kind of he he's got more well, of a... ten or fifteen years, which is, the way, <laughs> which is the way they're trying to portray it. Well, uh, yes, all right, all right. We're not all right. too pedantic about the fucking film, for course. <laughs> so anyway, this is the point where Travis, Sonny, and Virgil, yeah, you remember Sonny and Virgil, they're the side characters. Well, anyway, they all go to the coach and they all ask him to reconsider letting Alex back on the team. And Travis, this is sort of like, you know, this is this is his <clears throat> his circle. This is if this is if you like his redemption. This is where he shows his soft side because he's the one that actually asks the coach for them to come back on the team. And the coach and Don are looking like, where the fucking hell did that come from? And it's like, you know, they all go, they're a team now. And Alex comes back and he gets welcomed with open arms. And then Tommy's still off at this point. He's riding, riding his motorcycle and he's not got a helmet on. But I think, you know, he can do that in America anyway. And anyway, he stops to get some um, some petrol or gas. And um, this is where he's, the, the ice cream metaphor comes back into play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> and he sees two boys and they've both got an ice cream. One of the boys is a clumsy shit, and he drops his on the floor. And it's like, his bro- I'm assuming it's his brother. He gives him his ice cream. And yeah. Tommy's watching this in the background. And then you can see his mom kind of like in the car. And it's like, you know, if, if he's, the mom's watching it and she can see Tommy in the background, she's thinking, why is that fucking creepy dude looking at my kids? <laughs> <laughs> and then anyway, so he sees the ice cream on the floor. Hit the floor, but he doesn't have a flash- flashback about his brother at this point. Anyway, he smiles. He heads back off. They're on the way to the airport. He turns up. Travis and Tommy screw each other at that point. You know, they give each other a hug, you know. And, and... That one as well. He turns up at this airport as if they knew he was going to turn up. It didn't... They, they, they were still... Sorry. They were still going to go across to Korea or wherever it was without Tommy. Who was going to fight Dayhan? <laughs> <laughs> I think Coach was at that point. Oh, Wade. They might have got <laughs> Wade. Oh, yeah. Wade was pretty handy with those bricks, wasn't she? She, she so... can break bricks. But, you know, as Bruce Lee said, boards don't hit back. <laughs> so... 
But anyway, then Coach shows his soft side. And this is where he starts to let his guard down a little bit. Basically, he's got no choice because he's been fucking caught out, hasn't he? Let's face it. And he, then it, that he gives this speech to them about being the best of the best of the best of the best. And and then also um, Alex sees Walter and um, and his mom in the crowd. And Which is he's... ridiculous because he was on his deathbed, literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. They're right. Okay. I've got to say, they've built this up. It's the US against Korea. It's yeah. it's the war of the worlds. It's the it's you know kind of um, east meets east meets west kind of like the, the massive fight of the century. It's going to be an amazing tournament. They're building it up. You'd figure the whole country is going to be watching. They're going to be cheering on the team. Well, they were at a bar. There's like a handful of people from Alex's work watching it in a bar, and they're all going yeah. <laughs> and it's like you think. Hang on, what? That's all that's watching. People from where he Look at works. Him, the single parents been claiming benefits for God knows how long. <laughs> he's yeah, he's got a gimpy shoulder, and yet what? He's fighting a fucking tournament. Right, right. Ring DHSS. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like you know, and even the commentator reckons that there's like fifteen thousand people in the arena. See, but... I didn't any research into this guy, but I recognise that commentator. It... I don't know whether he's in lots of films. As a commentator around that era, yeah, I didn't really look into. I did look into him a little bit, but I, I lost no. interest. To be honest, the thing, the one that did interest me, one of the cast members who is in a blink and you miss it, and you possibly not done who he is. I'm just, just condescending you right now. I'm just saying that. You know, I'm just going to show off my big movie balls right now. Um, the guy who's he's kind of foreman, I guess, at the start, because Alex works in um like a factory, a car factory, and the guy, he, hey, I missed that. I didn't even clock. Oh, right, okay. Well, there's a dude he goes over to and he chats to. And then later on, he's in the bar. He's actually watching. His name's Eddie Bunker. And I've recognised him from other films. Now, um, the thing about Eddie Bunker was that he's a convicted bank robber. Um, he was the youngest person to go into San Quentin. Um, he's been... He was at one point on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. But like Danny Trejo, who's machete, amongst other things, um, he got into the movie business. And he is in... Um, this guy, uh, Eddie Bunker, he was in Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I think he was Mr. Blue. Uh, he's, he's one of the guys in it anyway. He didn't really play a massive part. He was in the, you know, have you seen Reservoir Dogs? I have, but I have to be honest, I honestly cannot remember. Okay. You know, at the beginning where they're having like, um, they're eating breakfast kind of thing. And it's just a conversation they're having about Madonna and whether or not to tip yeah. the waitress or that bullshit. He, he's mainly in that scene kind of thing. But anyway, he became a consultant um, with Michael Mann uh, on Heat. Um, and he was like, because he was been in prison, he's basically been a criminal and a bank robber. He kind of like, he was a te- oh, okay. technical advisor with Robert De Niro. And, uh, you actually clocked him on this or you just, you've yeah, it. no, no, I, I, I've seen him before in other films. He, in fact, and I get this as a tenuous link. And as I say, based on the fact that he was this massive criminal and everything else, he was one of the police captains in Tango and Cash. He was um, Kurt Russell's police captain. Awesome. Get that, see? There you go. Check out my big movie balls, people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so they're having a fight. This is the tournament. This is what they've been building up to. This is the climax of the film. And Sonny goes first and he gets his ass handed to him. There's no question. Yeah, um, we didn't we didn't see that coming, did we? Not at all. Virgil goes next. He kind of has a bit of a go, but yeah. he's still shit and he gets beaten. And then Travis has a fight. And 
I say fight again. There's no real martial arts involved with any of this kind of stuff. He's just steaming and punching this dude and doing little punches and back punches and all sorts. And it's a draw, okay? So he's actually doing better than the others. Oh, I should say it's not about who, whether who wins and loses. It's all based on points and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, they have to break these bricks to determine who's the winner. And oh, if only he paid more attention to Wade. But, but, but which annoys me because when you see that original thing with Wade. And she shows her power of doing all of this. There is that's it. It cuts to the next part of the film. It's not as if she, you don't even know if they've actually learned anything from that. Yeah, she I mean? she's just showing. She's just look at me. You know, I'm. You've got literally Travis sort of doing that thing which he does throughout the whole of the film, just sort of poo pooing everything that's shown. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. He's just interested in checking her out, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's like there's no practice for that. I suppose it's kind of like practicing penalties. You don't see them doing any of that kind of stuff. It just happens. And it's like, yeah, at that point when she's doing it, she's like, you know what? I'm feminine. I'm quiet. You know, I'm reserved. But I'm still a fucking badass. Because look at me. I can break all these bricks. So anyway, he loses by one brick. Um, and then it's what, like... What, what, what'd you even count them for? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's crying at that point. He's like, why are you counting them? <laughs> Just why? Because it's like... I do, sound, I do think he had a lot of comical lines. He was the comic relief, I guess. Yeah. The racist comic relief. Let's mm. So anyway, he's kind of like... It's like there's three bricks to two, isn't there, kind of thing. So he's like, why are you counting them? It's like this this referee dude. Um, he's kind of like... He's literally counting them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, one, two, <laughs> three... I thought he was going to go racist then, but... <laughs> Anyway, um, so Alex, it's his turn to fight because he's, like I say, the, sec- oh, the, the, the least shit of the, the, the actual fighters. Um, and his fight's kind of going backwards and forwards. He's doing quite well. And then the Korean dude comes out of it. And there's a, like a sweep the leg moment from um, the Karate Kid where the basically the Korean dude, he knows his weakness because he's studied Alex and he knows where to kick him, where it hurts. And he does this. It's a pretty devastating kind of like like a jumping scissor kick. Scissor kick. Yeah. He brings his heel full on to his shoulder and he's fucked at this point. But then uh, I'm not a professional, obviously, when it comes to fighting. Right. But if I've got a a gammy shoulder and someone does my shoulder in, it doesn't make me start to do funny impressions of frogs upon my (laughs) knee. It doesn't affect my legs at that point. It was. He's kind of like hopping about, going like holding his shoulder, hopping yeah. about. Don't touch it! <laughs> Don't touch it! We, we know Alex, but why are you jumping around like a frog? Oh man! Uh, but I gotta say, as we said earlier on, I get choked up by this bit because he's like, the puppet bit. He's like, uh, uh, Tommy, puppet, puppet. It's, yeah, but it's as if they'd already prearranged this puppet scenario, which you don't see in the beginning of the film because. Do you know what I mean by that? It's as if if it's just a dislocation, which it was apparently, that doesn't make that doesn't even make sense anyway because it's a gammy shoulder of some sort. Uh, if it's just a dislocation, I mean, it, it, the way he says to Tommy, pop it, it, they, it looked to me as if they'd obviously prearranged that at some point. If my you know if my shoulder gets knocked out, could you just pop it for me? <laughs> Yeah, they have this conversation. If my shoulder gets knocked out, will you just pop it for me? Yeah, because it's like it's as if only Tommy can do this. Tommy's the best puppet person going. He's the puppet man. If if you need your arm popping back, then go to him. So anyway, they tape up his shoulder, and obviously, you know, 
Walters crying and and everybody's kind of looking on and going oh man you got 30 seconds all you got to do is just avoid this dude and he's like you know I'm going to go on I'm going to carry on fighting him and he's, he starts running around the ring a little bit it's a little bit comical and everything that the yeah, other guys they, just don't jump ahead they taped him up don't they they basically popped the shoulder tape his arm back up now yeah. and Wade's kind of like got, going should have got his, his ass kicked at this point oh you think so he's fighting with one arm literally one arm he's in loads of pain and Wade's going to him just yeah. focus you know uh, just think of me so yeah, like that point of her being in the film now of course yeah, that I'm was the point of her being in the film yes look <laughs> <laughs> out her point I didn't get it but now I do Yes, well, she's the kind of the the opposite, if you like, to the coach, where he's all sort of like you know, f- sort of power and you know, rules and but shouting. Then, we... She's very quiet and reserved then... and use the mind. And, and a couple of times, if any, or maybe just once, where they're all sitting there doing that yoga. Well, not yoga, was it? Like, uh, what's it called? Were you? Uh... Yeah, the, no, b- you, spiritual Buddhism. Yeah, when you sit there and sort of get in the zone, what is it called? Focus, uh, meditation, meditation. That's it. <clears throat> time in the whole film. You're right, you're right, mate. There's that one time that in the whole film it does that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, they still I... should have had a shagging scene with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's all she's good for, just a shagging scene. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> I am literally losing my voice. Um, it's a good start for our fucking show, isn't it? <laughs> right. So then. Um, Alex wins and he kicks the dude right off the fucking stage, doesn't he? He beats the yeah, shit yeah. out of him. And that's it, you know, it's triumphant and he's going like, you know, don't touch it kind of thing, but he's he's there, he's not hopping on his legs anymore. He's <laughs> doing <laughs> his legs is like on his knees. Like, he is. So that painful, didn't it? He's sort of like he's standing and then he just literally it's like somebody swept an invisible man swept his legs from underneath him and he drops to his knees. He's yeah. he, he, like he drum he jumps. But without a jump, if you know what I mean. Excuse me, if you're going to do that sort of motion and start doing that upon your knees, that's only going to hurt your arm even more. Well, and my knees, I'm not kidding you, you know, my knees as I am, I'd just fucking end up having my knee broken and Tommy would have to pop that in and all. <laughs> so um, Tommy and Dehan have their fight and it's, oh, that's, this is it. No, this is the massive now, fight. this is the single greatest part of the film, in my opinion. This is, I mean... You know, obviously they're brothers. They've sparred together. You'd imagine in the past, the, the, you know, they're they're highly trained fighters. You know, they're highly trained martial artists, and they do some pretty impressive shit, don't they? I think. Yeah, I think so. And, and in fact, it's the closest. Uh, I remember as a kid watching it as well. Is that I always felt that um, um, Steve was it Stephen Ree? Uh, sorry, Philip Ree. I always felt that he was a close contender for like to visually watch quite Bruce Lee-ish, and I actually quite. Enjoyed enjoyed his style you know it was he's, quite impressive he's a flexible dude isn't he he is he is very flexible and it's kind of like um Dehan looks to be kicking his ass at one point but then tommy's coming back into it and and Dehan starts fighting dirty he's kicking him in the balls and uh he elbows him in the face and it's like illegal blows and this that and the other <clears throat> and it's like tommy has it's so it go, basically tommy starts to to beat him and and tommy is beating him at this point excuse me <clears throat> <laughs> I am getting choked up. Thinking about this oh, film, man. Oh, you're already thinking about the end of the film. I'm thinking Stop about the, the proper climax of the film, man. Oh. No, it does get me still, man. I'll tell oh, you. Okay. So anyway, um, Dehan, he's lost at this point. He's prone. He's knackered. He's he's down. Yeah. You can tell he's fucked because his eye patch comes off. And he's he's got a manky old eye there underneath that patch, hasn't he? And he's like kind of... Oh, if you could see my face, he's... <sighs> <laughs> he's, he's like his face is just dropped, doesn't it? it? And Tommy, he 
sort of turns to go into this super kick mode. Yeah. And and Alex and and Coach can see what he's going to do, and they're like, no. <laughs> no, this is the thing. Alex, and this is where my acting thing is a problem with with Eric Roberts. It's like the no, coach, no. It's all of that. It's the over. He over overacts. That's it what is it properly. Is. Oh, he's like no, coach. He's gonna kill him. Did you, <laughs> did you think as well? I thought this in a couple of points that Eric Roberts sounds Australian in places in this film. He sounds like he's got this kind of Australian twang to his voice. I yeah. uh, maybe somebody will agree with me on that. I don't know, but and. <laughs> I felt kind of sorry for Dehan at this point because he's there, he's patches on the floor, he's manky eyes showing, and it's like you know, I, I'm kind of like, don't do it, Tommy, don't kill him, don't, don't you? Yeah. And I'm kind of getting drawn into this, you know. And well, anyway, the, the... But I need to, sorry, you need to explain this to me because I'm not, I'm not entirely sure about how the point system goes with this sort of event. But could he not literally just like just tapped him and made him fall over? Okay. Did he have to actually like take him out and kill him? Well, I guess at that point, it's kind of like, well, you know, he's killed his brother. It's all that rage. Because don't give it a he's been having all these flashbacks. Oh, these... I didn't mean that. Sorry, you know, missed my point. I meant to actually get the final point to actually win the tournament. Could he not just like literally just tapped him and knocked him over and got a point? I guess he could, but that would have been a bit dull. No, I know, but... It... but don't forget, we're talking about what these, these moral, what would you call them? Quandaries. We, we, these these moral um I have to go look again <laughs> conflicts moral conflicts so yeah should he kill him or should he not should he, he could beat him the USA could win and the timer just ticks down he stands there and that's it and the Koreans win by one point but who won really exactly and that's the moral of the story because at the end of the film the Koreans are standing there they're all getting the medals and the US team are gutted and Tommy's in tears and Alex is in tears I actually think this is really good acting from everybody at this it, point it is good because and the thing is right the two dudes that beat Sonny and Virgil fair and square okay they're obviously happy they're jumping around <laughs> woohoo we won we got a medal now okay so we'll come back to them in a second so they're jumping and cheering. Everybody's happy. The Koreans are happy. The crowd's happy, apart from like the American people that are there, which is only two of them, which is like Walter and um, <laughs> and his mom. And uh, Dayhan walks over to Tommy and he apologises. Well, he doesn't take fucking forever getting there. Well, he's still, yeah, yeah, he's limping because Tommy's fucked him up. Let's not yeah, he's really given him some. He's given yeah, he's given him a good idea, hasn't he? So he goes over to him. And he goes into this spiel. It's kind of like he's pretending to put on this kind of fake cod Korean accent. He's like, like he can't speak English, which sounds really dodgy. Like, I can't tell you. Just sound like he was out of breath, basically. Hey, brother. That is perfect. I cannot give you back your brother. But I will be your brother. And he's uh, so, and then Tommy, uh, Tommy's crying at this point, and I'm buying into this. Don't get me wrong. And then, and then he gives him his medal, and that's it. I'm done. And it's like Tommy and Dayhan, they hug each other, and Alex is watching all this, and he's crying his eyes out. Wade's crying. I'm fucking crying. Well, I thought throughout the whole film, at any point that Alex Grady could cry, he would cry. Oh, he was just... quite an emotional bastard throughout the whole film. He's yeah. big wuss, isn't he? Yeah. For, yeah. I mean, for as big and buff as he is, which I keep mentioning right <laughs> he definitely comes across a bit of a wet sack of pussy <laughs> he does it looks like he's gonna cry at every moment uh, that is true yes um but he's crying and it's just like well so the guy who beats alex and let's not forget knowingly fucking cripples his shoulder 
goes over to him and they start saying, oh, I know you, Alex. I've, I've studied you. And he sort of reels off his stats and this, that and the other. And Alex goes, hey? That's a quick, a quick question for you. Go on. Obviously, they did their research, the Koreans, and realised that Mr. Um, Alex Grady has a uh, like a gammy sh- uh, shoulder or arm, whatever it is, right? So he did that. He did. Why at no point in the film did um, uh, Tommy Lee think to himself, well, if I just go for the right side of Day Han's body, he won't ever fucking see me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. He was extremely spot on for someone with one eye, in my opinion. He, yes, <clears throat> definitely. And it, and so he gives him his, his medal because he, he follows suit with Day Han. And then everybody's crying. And then it, this is going back to the actual the, the the dudes that beat Sonny and Virgil fair and square. Let's not forget. And well, the, the guy who beat um, um, oh fuck, Chris Penn, Travis. Travis. He, he beat him fair and square. Okay. They have to. They're like, we won. We we won fair and square. Why should I have to give up my fucking medal? Kind of thing. It's like you can imagine in their heads. They're thinking, what what? Oh man! Yeah. You mean I've got to give these dudes my frigging medals? Come on! Also, he was still wearing the fucking hat when they was queuing up to get this as well. You yeah. Know? Doesn't he give him his hat though at the end? Oh, did he? Oh, I, th- I, I think he does swap. Yeah. He gives the Korean dude his hat because that's it. That's the the final shot of the film is that Tommy uh, and uh, and Alex and everyone's crying and that's it. Right. I have to say that this film still chokes me at the end. I don't know what it is. It just does. That whole bit where he hobbles up to talk, the way he talks, I know it's in broken English or whatever it is, but it still brings a lump to my throat. Even now, at the age of 37, I still get it. Yeah, me too. And and, and yeah, for as much as we kind of took the piss out of this film, um, it's it's a total cheese fest. But I also think that the the quality of the actors in it, um, it kind of gives it that sincerity you know, it kind of, yeah. yes, it's a little bit overacted in places, but also I think that there are those moments where it does kind of elevate it to a status of a bit more than just your, yeah, yeah. your typical kind of, uh, you know, martial arts tournament type film. I guess in some ways, kind of like The Karate Kid, you know, there's, there's I mean, that, oh, well, anyway, that's another uh, film. I think it's just the production values are better on those Karate Kid films, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. well, they, they got worse as they went on, I think. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, Christ, yeah. But, that, that, yeah, that's it. So what, what would you reckon, would you recommend that somebody check this film out if they haven't already? I, right, I would 100% recommend it, if only just for the, I know it sounds ridiculous, for the final fight, and also probably the montage, because I always like the montage thing. And I think just in general, the whole message of the film, which is all of that, you know, it is that, it's that moral thing. Um, it, you know, I, I would definitely go for it. And just the fact I've seen some great actors in there who are probably not acting as well as I would like them to, but given the budget, given the script as well, I think they probably did a really, really good job. So I would definitely recommend it. I will just say, upon listening, like watching it now at my age, and you know, you do, you cast a different eye on it when you're our age now, you know? I would say it's not quite the same film as I always remembered it being. Mm. But even so, it's got that lovely 80s soundtrack thing going on. Um, as I say, the montage has got um, just got everything in there. And it's got uh, some genuinely good, well, I'd like to say fight scenes, but I would say, you know, at least two decent fight scenes in there. Yeah, If you've never seen it before, I would imagine some people would come away from it not being too uh, impressed by it. But I think 
just for the, I, I think for the last 10, 15 minutes alone, I think you need to see that film. It's yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I can't disagree with any of that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, we were going to do a little segment of um, what our wives think of, of the film as well, because we were kind of like, you know, invite them in. Because I'll be honest with you, my wife knows as much about films as she does about video games. Um, and if it hasn't got Disney or a princess in it, then she's not interested. Now, um, and that and the fact that she's an ignorant cow. But um, aside from that, I love you, darling. If you do ever listen to this, please don't divorce me. Um, she watched half an hour of this film and then fucking fell asleep. So that's and just th- thinks about it. I guess it's a guy film generally. I think. Which, the point you're trying to get out there. We were going to say that what we're going to try and do is actually get our wives to maybe just take, maybe maybe try and watch the films that we pick with us. Yeah, that's actually it. spend time with with us as husbands yes. rather than just fucking criticise everything we do. From my point of view, my wife saw the last half an hour. And I think she visibly saw me getting quite excited with the last fight. Well, you're aroused. Well, uh, I, I think, you know, I honestly think Philip Ree is a, a damn good fighter, you know, and, and he, you know, he has the credentials there as well as a good fighter. But just the whole, that whole speech bit at the end, and I think she saw the tear in my eyes. I won't lie to you. It just chokes me every time. And she looked at me and looked at me and went, you're a fucking twat. <laughs> right. So that is her opinion of it. Oh, Maybe we're just two old jaded film watchers or whatever it is. I don't know. But uh, it still holds that special place for me. I would definitely recommend watching this film. Why for... Why is it that our wives shat over everything we love? Well, that's true, isn't it? Video games, movies, we'll never be on the same level, I'm afraid. It's just, you know, they say opposites attract, but fucking hell, it's annoying sometimes. <laughs> Anyway, that's that film. So, what what have we got to look forward to next show? I suppose, right, and, and like we said earlier, the point of this is that we we have to have some sort of link for, from this film. And do you know what? I think I tweeted you, didn't I, during the week, and said I'm really struggling with this. Mm. And I think more so probably because I'm just I'm literally just sitting on UK, yeah, the UK Netflix, and I'm I'm going through all actors. I'm then trying to look at um, directors, and in all honesty, this guy has only done probably a couple of TV movies. This, well, he, um, he did the sequel, didn't he? Best of the Best Two. Which, yeah. Uh, I think there's been four Best of the Best films. I'm hardly going to pick Best of the Best again. You know. No, I'm, and I think no. Best of the Best Two is not. I didn't. Well, best- uh, um, Eric Roberts returns for that, as also does Chris Penn. Yeah, yeah, not uh, for long though. I'll tell you something though. It's it's extremely cheesy and hilarious as well. It's awful. In fact, it's fucking awful. I'll tell you that now. Right, <laughs> but it's still hilarious to watch. So I would. I don't think we'll ever do that film because it hasn't got that same status. But no. I would recommend actually just checking it out for the hilarious main um antagonist in that it's fuck oh he's just hilarious oh the bad guy he gets a little he, he loves himself doesn't he, he gets he's a little just scar got, he's just got, got enormous this yeah. guy and he gets yeah. a little scar on his face doesn't he at one point yeah. and he's like oh i'm gonna kill the fucking uh tommy because he's just put a little tiny little scar the tiniest little scratch on his face oh yeah it, 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 i'm mean, awful so i went down the, i went then tried looking at the soundtrack and nothing sort of really come up but in the end i thought i'm i i do believe i'm gonna go for james l jones because Ooh. he you know, he is a really, really great actor. So what I ended up finding on Netflix UK, by the way, is we are going to watch a 1986 comedy film. Do you know what it is yet? Uh, it stars, obviously, we... obviously it stars James L. Jones, but he's not the main character. It stars C. Thomas Howe, Ray Dawn Chong, 
Oh, man. Uh, is it Air Gross and Leslie Nielsen? It is the film from 1986, Soul Man. I have never seen this film. <laughs> this is the film where the dude gets what blacked up, isn't he? <laughs> You've never seen this film? Oh, no. I saw this when it first came out. Really? And that's the last time. This is 1986. I was 10 years old. That's the last time I've seen it. And I'm just interested to see what it's like now. Oh, my God. Okay, this is, that's going to be interesting. Oh, I love the song, Soul Man. Oh, yeah, great song. Great, 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 great song. Great song. So, uh, yeah, that's our film for next week. So if we get this, well, we will. We'll get this episode out um, in the next couple of weeks, obviously. Um, well, I'm going to have a go at editing it now. Yeah. Because I'm editing this one, folks, and Matt isn't. Um, I'm going to have a go at doing it. So So that's our film. Fantastic. And, uh, I hope perhaps um, whoever's listening might want to actually watch it as well and see what they think. So, yeah. Great stuff. I guess that's it. Should we wrap it up? Um, yeah. So check us out at thesamecoin.co.uk. Um, we are on Twitter on at tscoin.co.uk. Uh, no, .co.uk. Just at tscoin. <laughs> um, I, I have done this before. And uh, I'm at Dastardly Jabby. Where can they find you, Ben? I'm at xx40xx. And that's it. I guess we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>